0: He was, uh, um, deployed overseas. Uh, he was in the, uh, oh, hold
1: on air force. Ah.
2: Indeed. US AF Inc.
1: No, Hey, I watched, uh, for what it's worth, I watched oh. the show yesterday just to kind of catch up on current events. Keep up with you guys. Boy, you guys yes, had me cracking up. That was fun. Wh-
0: which show was that about? Was it the one about in and out Burger? Or which one was it about?
1: Uh, it was the one that ended with, it was a short show, quick show. Oh yes, yes. Jason Hopper, you guys talked to him, and then a guy Frank called in. I just kind of caught up on what was going on in the community. But I was the the video of uh, June Cleaver catching the kid, rubbing one out, and your comment on that was certainly yeah appropriate, right? Perfectly accurate. I don't want I don't want to mischaracterize the the creature that is. People get that information. I just thought it was nice that Caleb and. Matt got a feel for how you always bring the porn opponent to a conversation. I don't think they truly had appreciated that.
0: Yeah, the the porn opponent. In all seriousness, the show's not supposed to start this way. But when I was first having, I guess the word is orgasms, there was no connection to um, sex with it at all. (laughs) Right. Zero. I (laughs) I didn't even know the girl was even supposed to be part of that game.
1: Right. You're like, oh, wow. What's it's this? like a
0: magic. It's like a magic lamp. You just rub it enough and the genie comes out and you're like, right. wow, that's crazy. Right. What's this, this thing all works. Like?
1: Wow. Yeah. This thing has a purpose. This
0: I, had no, I had no idea. I was, I love being so naive like that. What a great world when you're just a naive little fucking six. I did. I did know that I wanted to bring my kindergarten teacher home and have her spend the night though. Mrs. Right. Allen, the, the redhead. I, I did know that. I didn't know why, but I thought it would be cool.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't work out with that uh, girl in sixth grade. By the way, and that she turned out and got even smoking oh. in high school. That's oh that. my god, yeah.
0: Oh that. my god, here I thought I was going to be a badass and kick her to the curb, and I'm. Yeah. I I, re- I still remember to this day. I came home and I started crying, and my mom was sitting on the couch, and I put my head in her lap, and she put, rubbed her fingers through my hair <laughs> to console me.
1: Yeah, there's nothing. It, it's a, it was. I thought it was the perfect analogy at the time. By the way, I got it. Your guest didn't, but I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good you know
0: hey do you remember your fir- do you remember your first girlfriend oh yeah w- was it like something in the second or third grade or
1: mm-hmm.
0: did you ever hold her hand oh yeah you did
1: oh yeah i got i got caught i got caught in my house laying on top of her with my pants unzipped she was years older than me i was 6 wow story yeah and then when mom and dad caught me I don't know what the hell I was doing. You know, of she, was me. she was 11. I was six, man. What did I know? Yeah. But, cradle
0: robber. She was yeah. twice your age. Can you imagine oh. that? That's like if you were 30 and she was 60.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I got caught. And then when I got dragged in front of the inquisition to explain myself, um, I, and I knew for sure I was going to get a beating. Like I knew for sure I was a dead man when I got dragged in front of dad, you know? Yeah. And, evidently what saved me was when they asked me to explain what I was doing and why I explained that I was just doing what mom and dad did. Wow. Wow. And, and mom evidently was like, and my dad was like, uh, uh okay. Okay. You can go now. You can, you can leave. And that got me, I, I didn't know what I said at the time, but that magically did got me out of a beating. That one I do remember. Well, I thought for sure I was a dead man.
0: What did you get spanked with Dale? Did you get spanked with an item? <laughs> a belt belt
1: okay. or or the old man the old man's backhand which was just as bad
0: that's what i got i got a backhand it was really yeah. weird that it was always the backhand
1: yeah but the belt on occasion and then when my mom finally had, had enough of that this was right before they got divorced i remember my mom didn't want my dad slapping us and so i remember he came in and more to this was bad. I'm not going to tell this on here. My dad, I think my dad, my dad listens to your show. He gets upset if I say anything. About it. Okay.
3: <laughs> all right. All right.
1: All right. Yeah. Um, but I, he, he slapped on the back of the hand said he. he made me hold my hands out. Oh, okay. And went, L-back. I remember not looking. And I thought he had split the skin of my hands open at the time.
0: My fourth grade teacher, uh, Mr. Knapp camper uh, used to hit us. Uh, you had to put your hands out and he would hit you with a ruler. Yeah, we had a, a teacher it. that hit. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty crazy. He I was, uh, so if I was born in seventy two, that was probably like nineteen eighty, and he would hit, and um, it was it was pretty wild. It, it was it was crazy. It, it, yeah. Kids like once a week, someone would get hit. You're in get an
3: ass
0: Flip your desk over with you in it.
1: <laughs> I saw that happen in high school, even in the early eighties. I had a teacher who was a Vietnam vet, and he used to he he. Some kid was moonwalking on the desks.
0: Uh huh. Oh, and he
1: came in and just lost his mind and kicked a desk. Wham! And it went whew, whap. Hit the desk. Knocked this. Knocked this kid. What color? What you color know? was the kid uh, moonwalking? White. White. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. We were. It was a largely white school. Hey, a,
0: another thing this teacher liked to do is if he was talking and you had you know remember the desk you lift him up and then you, you mm-hmm. put your head in there to dig through your shit. Yeah. He, he would come over there and he would fucking bang on the top of the desk while the kids' heads were in it.
1: Yeah. I've seen. I saw kids get their hands caught, you know, lifting up the desk. They're trying to sneak in, and a teacher, you know, kind of thump it down on the back of their, you know, with their hands in there, like the piano thing. You know what I mean? Like getting somebody with the.
0: He he would use lines like this too when he yelled at you. You cotton picker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering that you son Where's, of a bitch I cotton went picker. To school in
1: California, Sevi, not out. I know,
0: Pacheco Elementary. They raised the school after I left. They fucking they, they put it down.
1: Oh, really? I got yeah. some great stories from going up. I went to a school that had been an all-black school. This is during huh. integration in the 70s. Had been and, or was when you went there? It. We were the first white students bust in.
3: Wow, wow.
1: So I was one of me, my sister, and the kids who lived in this. This was during integration. This was 1976. This was part of enforcing Brown versus Board of Education. Yeah. And so yeah. they shipped. You know, I know people. It's famous in South Boston for hey, they shipped all these black kids in, and how horrible it was. They did the opposite. Other places too. And so yeah. I think Haley
0: got them. shipped. I think my wife got shipped to a black school too. Yeah, with yep. black, all the we black, black. All yeah. black
1: That happened to me like three times in my, in my academic, like in all the different schools I went to. And by the third time in high school, my mom was like, Nope, nope, seen this. That's not happening. He's hey, like,
0: oh. When they ship you in, are the black kids like really nice to you? Do they come over <laughs> <go>, oh, well. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Why are you so short, little man? Where are you from? Yeah. Where what 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 uh Hobbit are you from? Where are you from, Mr. Saran?
1: Dude, it was I I still talk about that. My sister and I talk about that, you know, there was a, that one of the white kids got sent home in an ambulance. I mean, it was that was the only time this was in the 1970s when. Moms didn't stand up to dads, but my mother gave my dad an ultimatum. She was like, well, I'm going back home and I'm taking the kids and you can come or not. But we're not, you know, we lasted like a semester, you know, nine months in Florida. But it was hell for us. I mean, it made me an all-state sprinter, I think, because I spent all of recess running. And what I remember is there was this big, fat, like Aunt Jemima-looking black aid, teacher's aid. And she would be out there and she would be like, Leave that white boy alone, you leave that white boy alone, and all the oh, black awesome. chasing me. I would be climbing things, anything to get away. I spent all of recess running. No stop hey, running. What if she would have been like,
0: run, Dale, run? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, they would they tried to be
1: nice to us, the teachers did. I was the only white kid in my class. There was one black girl who was nice to me.
0: That's I mean, healthy, like, that'll build character. Um, uh you know what I also do uh, sometimes. I've, I've done it probably a half dozen times. I'll pull out a belt and I'll hit the bed with it, and I'll explain to my kids. You know, some kids are hit with this. They they think I'm lying.
1: Yeah, they think you're a lunatic. Yeah, I they used to think they're like, there's things no things way. I'm like, yes. I used to take the belt out and you do the snap with it. You know, when you make yeah, it I do that out.
0: all the time. Yeah,
1: it's got a great yeah. sound. My kids, same thing. They were like, "What is that idiot doing?" They had no concept of yeah. that. That was a threat. They were like, "What?" what? You know.
0: Uh, Dale. All the other times you've been on the show, I've interviewed you, and you're like in a little nook in your house with a a, a gun on the desk. It, this doesn't seem like that um, environment. It is.
3: Still, it is. it is.
1: You're you're in that same spot. Did you paint the walls oh, or something? No, actually, I'm in a. I moved my office downstairs, so I'm now in the basement. Um, and so I've got my own kind of cave down here, which is also a gym. I have my own little. I got a gym down here. Squat rack, pull up bar. Awesome. Um, so the, the last I spoke with you,
0: as I recalled, just to catch some people up, um, there was uh, there was a, uh, a, 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 a experimental drug created by uh, Pfizer yep. and they suggested um, that the, the society more than was suggesting that people take it. They were basically saying if your kids want to go to school, they have to take it. This became a worldwide phenomenon. If you want to yep. go to restaurants and they brought it to the U.S. military and they want – they were insisting that all the soldiers take it, and some soldiers were like, hey, we don't really want to take this experimental drug. And there was a, a ample evidence that you know, basically no one un, who's under 50 who's healthy um, even needs what they claimed that this drug did.
1: Right?
0: Right. And, and so conceivably you think that um, you have young men who have four less uh, comorbidities or probably the vast majority of people who are in the armed services um, so that they didn't need it and that their immune system could fight back any, right. um, issues. They, that, were at,
1: they were at a near zero risk. They were at greater risk from, uh, slipping on the ice than they were from, you know, COVID-19.
0: Right. Struck by lightning, all sorts of weird shit.
1: Right. Hit, get, get hit by a golf ball, you know, it was probably a bit higher risk for them.
0: And then, and then unfortunately, uh, lots of people have, have since then, um, come out and it is unfortunately a young man and and we see it now every single day it just I think yesterday um I don't know if it was Cuba's Judah Olympian but uh, a female Judah a Judo uh, Olympian died yesterday of a heart attack um and and people are now suspecting and making this connection to uh this drug and there's higher mortality everywhere anyway so there were people in the service who've reached out to you because of your expertise, and now you had aggregated. You've had so many clients now come. I think it was in the hundreds, right?
1: Yeah. So I got, in, in all the cases I have collectively, I've, we've probably got, I don't know, 3,000 clients now, something like that. Wow. Yeah. I added. Are, are, so are I they do... all military?
0: Are they all military? And, and you're representing these people in, in your. Suing the government or the yeah. manufacturers of this drug? Or who, who's the recipient of – who's who are you guys pointing the, what, the responsibility
1: government.
3: at?
0: US government. The
1: US
3: government, yeah.
0: But yesterday, uh, um without revealing too much, you and I in a text exchange, you told me you have some clients who actually weren't – who aren't in the military also.
3: Yeah. I've got, but Around
0: the same issue, right, where they were, they were either blackballed or lost their job because they refused to take this experimental
1: drug. Yep, that's true. So I have – so people reached out to me. It started with um, because I was a pilot, a lot of and I think they tend to be the first a pilot. You were a pilot in the Navy, uh, Marine Corps, Marine Corps, Mar- OK, helicopter pilot. And because of that experience, I, when I got involved, when I was defending the folks who refused the anthrax vaccine, it. it Sorry, that, one more thing. You were a pilot and
0: you were an attorney, both working for the Marine Corps.
1: Yeah, I started out as a pilot. So, my I okay. had no I never grew up wanting to be an attorney. I never I did not grow up thinking about oh, someday I hope I could be a weasel. You know, I didn't nothing like that in my life. Um, and then uh, but there was this program. I, I became the legal officer in a squadron, and then I found out about this program where the, the Marine Corps you could apply, and if you basically like a competitive scholarship program, and if you got it, the Marine Corps would send you to law school. And so I applied and and I was fortunate. So the Marine Corps actually paid me to go to law school, but I had to intern as a prosecutor. And then I came out and I was a defense attorney in Okinawa. And among the first cases I got, I got handed a stack of files, uh, 13 guys who had refused the anthrax vaccine. This is in 99. And that kind of led me down this path. Bear so,
0: with me here, Dale. So if yeah. I was in the Marines and let's say I was charged with the DUI off base, the Marine Corps would provide me with an attorney. Or if, I, if my wife said I hit her or if I got in a fight with someone else, the Marine Corps would provide me with an attorney and you were one of those attorneys.
1: It would if you had a if you were facing military criminal charges, not civilian criminal charges. But if you were facing military criminal charges, they were going to court martial you. Yes, they're required to give you an attorney.
0: OK, so, so if I, I if I got caught like stealing a grenade.
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay, I had, okay. I had a couple of those. I you did. Had, okay. Okay. Oh yeah. I had a guy okay. who, a guy who was collecting up um, unexploded ordnance, and so he had himself quite a collection
0: of. You know, oh, that's cool. I could see myself doing that, just being stupid and doing. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah.
1: He and he was. He was that, that. That's what it was. It was largely just like who wouldn't you know what kid look you go in people you know like blowing shit up is kind of fun. Nobody really wants to talk about that, but among boys, you know. And so this guy was collecting up, and I don't know what he thought he was gonna do with it. You know, he was on the island of Okinawa, but yeah, I mean, that was one of many, many cases. Bar fights, you know, guys punching each other out at the club. We Monday mornings used to be a line out the office door of wow. guys who were in there for non-judicial punishment counseling. And they'd be like, I'd be like, Okay, what happened? We used to call the the club was called the Globe and Anchor, something like that. We used to call it the hook and jab or whatever. It was always you know, every Monday was just, here we go again.
0: Were there girls in the globe and Anchor? Sure. Yeah, there were. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, 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 so you're there and and they, and you get in there, they're like, Hey, Dale, these guys don't want to take the anthrax vaccine.
1: Right. And my take was, it was really funny. I remember my boss handed me the files and I was brand new on the Island. I don't even think I was over the jet lag yet. And he, um, he made it sound like, and the the military perception was, I I think what they wanted everyone to believe was these guys were just looking for excuse to get out. And so these guys were no loads. They were, you know, they were just non-hackers and this was their excuse to get out of their, their obligation. And so he kind of handed me the thoughts like, ah, these guys would be summary court board waivers, get them out. They'll be gone. They'll take their OTH, you know? And, um, and then, you know, I had a couple of them who, um, kind of bowed up. And, uh, more importantly, one of them was like, Hey, will you talk to my, this, they had some, they were close to the, this kind of famous case. This air force pilot. He was the first guy, Sonny Bates was like the first real refuser. And one of the guys wives was close to Sonny's wife. And so put me in touch and she put me in touch with their attorney. And really interesting. They, I just said, Hey, listen, I know you're going to think I'm nuts. He was, uh, he was a reserve major in the air force, but he was a magistrate in his day job. And he said, um, administrative law judge. And he said, Hey, I'm just going to send you a binder. Would you just give me your word that you'll read it? And I said, yeah, of course, you know? And so he shipped out a like a three inch, you know, you know, binder to Okinawa with all this information. And uh, that was, that was really the beginning of, of a huge change in my life, you know, because once I got to reading it, I was like, Oh my God, the whole thing's illegal. I mean, the, it was, hey, yeah, but Dale, it was just, hey, I was like, oh my God, the whole program is unlawful. I couldn't
0: believe Dale, it. Dale, didn't, did you have political pressure to, to just think <laughs> these guys, even though you, even though you were yeah. supposed to help them, did you have political yeah. pressure to like, hey, we need to like, make sure that these guys fucking go to the brig?
3: Yeah,
1: for sure. Yep. Yep. There was a lot of pressure. There was, I, I became, I got the, the shots. I got an intermediate appellate stay and I got the shots stopped on the Island of Okinawa and that. That did not make me a very popular person. And I had assumed. Did you, did you take the anthrax vaccine? Well, it's funny. I had I got part of it. It was this long series. It, it The original formula, what the, it was you know, licensed for was um, one shot. You get shot on day zero. Two weeks later, you're supposed to get another shot. Two weeks later, you get another shot. So within the first month, you would get three shots. So zero, end of two weeks, end of four weeks. And then you had to wait six months. And then you would get another there were another three shots every six months. That was the original protocol. Because the original shot was designed for folks who worked, it wasn't it wasn't even designed for the military, it was designed for like people who handled animal pelts and things like that. That was the only place anybody ever saw the possibility of, of getting anthrax. And then the military it tried to kind of turn around and say, Oh no, no, you can use this as a treatment against aerosolized anthrax, which is to say weaponized, you know, inhaled um anthrax and that's that's an off-label use and and that's not legal you can't force someone to take a drug off label and that really was the the start of my um kind of my deep dive into how the fda works and how corrupt the pharmaceutical industry is and and how it all um how the history really starting with the gulf war it's and you can go back even further than that but it's really been nonstop. the u.s military has been uh experimenting on its troops for virtually the entire history of the republic
0: and i'm guessing just like the the current experimental drug there was also zero tests done on (laughs) um, on, 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 on women on pregnant women like that, yeah, none of
1: that. There, no, you no. are the, I mean, the, you know, we were the test, the military was the test. So, anyway, the long answer is I, the short answer is I had the first three, and I remember sitting in there with another guy who was a prior combat arms officer, too. We were at Naval Justice School, and we were talking to each other, and we had heard kind of some of the rumors that maybe this wasn't legit. And, and I remember we both were like, Well, you know, we know General so and so, and he's a good guy, you know, and he's a good leader, and he would never. He would never, you know, do that. If only Comrade Stalin knew, you know, like these guys yeah. were good leaders. They would never do that. And then by the time I got to Okinawa and then I learned all of this and then and got into the legal fight, I realized that had been extraordinarily naive thinking. Let uh, me let me let me uh, ask you this real
0: quick from from the audience. Jay Hartle, can anthrax X mess your digestive system up?
1: Uh, I, yeah, I would imagine he can do a lot of harms they, probably probably don't even know the full range of harms it can do because it was never tested. It was never meant to be used in the way that it was on on a mass basis.
0: Is that, is that historically the first time soldiers at this level had pushed back? Was yours the first case? Was it the first?
1: Mine wasn't the first case, but it was, I was on that leading edge of, yeah, there was myself, there were some guys in Camp Pendleton. There was a guy who defended some guys at 29 Palms. But I mean, I was part of that kind of leading edge of litigation. And then I think mine and maybe one or two others, we got to the doorstep of the Supreme Court. I think I filed a cert petition um, after we got denied by the Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces or something. And then, you know, that got denied. They sent us back. By then I had left Okinawa. I was now a prosecutor, but I still had these cases kicking around. And one of my clients had testified in front of Congress before the Committee on Government Reform. And all this other stuff. And then they shipped us back to Okinawa and they court-martialed his ass back in Okinawa, him and two other guys. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, that was a profoundly disenchanting experience. It it led me to essentially get myself passed over to get kicked out of the Marine Corps. I was so pissed off. Uh, Rambler,
0: uh, my scholarship was held hostage until I provided passport. So I guess, uh, Rambler was going to college and was getting money and, couldn't get the money until they proved it what's crazy too is is now now more and more people are comfortable it's i feel like once a week someone tells me a story about how they just
1: printed out a fake passport yeah i hear that now too and that was we got that a little bit And of course as an attorney i just i'm like "Ah, i can't you know i can't recommend you break the law I'm, I can't, you know, say anything about that. But it yeah.
0: just shows how it just shows how weak the system is. It, it's kind of along the same lines as my kid can't go to school because they didn't take the experimental drugs. And yet millions of people across the border and they're not and they're not required to get yeah. the drugs at all.
1: I, I made that. I mean, uh, Bert, Mark Bernevich, who's the former um, attorney general for Arizona, filed a pretty good case. And part of his arguments, you know, when I when we were kind of deep in the litigation to get a an injunction, that was one of the arguments we made, is like here's the government saying everybody, you know, vaccinate Uber Alice. And it's like people are pouring across the border and nobody they're not getting vaccinated. And right. Brunovich made a pretty good uh he made a pretty good uh equal protection argument, I thought, in uh, Arizona Federal District Court. So we we had the uh, leading um uh
0: the top journalist covering the border in the United States for the last three years on the show. And he said not only no one was taking shots, um, no one was required to be tested. It's just yeah. like bring them in and start flying them yeah. to other cities. Yeah. <laughs> start spreading that shit around.
1: Yeah. you had Your tax dollars hard at work. I mean, it was insane. The whole thing was insane. Look, it was the, the federal government. What not? Been-
0: not was, is, not was, yeah. is good point yeah it's good still point. going well we'll see how that
1: plays out i mean can you believe it what we're on the verge of civil war 2.0 i'm just you
0: think it's I, that serious you don't think it's just like a, uh
1: well the next step will be this will will uh biden do um will he will he federalize the texas national guard and then court-martial anybody who doesn't do what he says that's that's the next
0: question. Oh. oh Wow, I didn't even know that was an option. So, that's an option right. to federalize the okay. National Guard to basically yeah, take the I mean, National Guard from there. Greg Abbott and yeah, so under he his would, command
1: he would he would federalize them and say, Okay, now you're in the federal, you're Title 10 you're not Title 32 anymore. You're you now work for me, I'm now your commander in chief, and and order them in. So, we'll but you know, there are some requirements. Um, we'll we'll hey, send for five, brother.
0: Um, sorry George, George from the United States Marine Corps. Uh, we received the anthrax series prior to
1: invasion of Baghdad, yeah. Yeah, it was no, I mean, the funny thing about all not it's not funny at all. The the bizarre thing about it is that um it's it was very clear at the end of the Gulf War what kind of started me down this road was that when I was looking into all of this, you know, the FDA has rules that basically say hey you can't force someone to take an unlicensed product. I mean that came that was the Nuremberg Code. That's why we hung people by the neck until dead, or I guess you should say hanged. We hanged people by the neck until dead uh, in 1947 in the Nuremberg War Crimes The Nazi doctors for forcing, among other things, for forcing people to, you know, experimenting on them, including experimental drugs, all kinds of stuff. You know, and those were part of the charges. And um, and then it was later became kind of uh, the there was something called the Helsinki Declaration, a big thing, all countries signed onto it, the U.S. signed onto it, and then all of the institutional review board procedures that you have that are required, all come out of that. And so they've been codified into U.S. statute and regulation. Um, But And so back in the quaint days, right before the Gulf War, the first time, before we invaded Iraq, the government went to um, the FDA. So the DOD went to the FDA and said, hey, we want to get a waiver of the rules of informed consent. And the FDA was like, I don't know about that. And they kind of worked this all out. And then in the aftermath of the war, and so the the DOD forced people to take all it gave them all these drugs, all kinds of crazy stuff, including an experimental anthrax vaccine. And then in the aftermath of Gulf War I, we had all these people who had Gulf War syndrome or Gulf War illness and something like 275,000 people, you know, troops complained. And, And some of them were people who didn't even go overseas. So they were like, how the hell, you know, it doesn't. So Congress did a bunch of investigating, and and what came out of it was this federal statute that said you can't that, that no one can force people in the military to take unlicensed products, and yet here we are again down this road again, and that and that's been at the heart of our our um, our cases, you know, and and we still can't get a it's hard to get a judge to to listen. You know?
0: Known as a cluster of once inexplicable inexplicable, inexplicable symptoms. Gulf War, War illness, sometimes called Gulf War syndrome, can include muscle aches, joint pain, dizziness, memory lapses, headaches, fatigue, and insomnia. More than 30 years, federal efforts have come up short in deciphering the root cause of these puzzling symptoms. And so you're saying that the anthrax vax is a strong correlate.
1: One of It's one of them, but it was the combination. So they, it wasn't just anthrax. It was that they were giving people not just one unlicensed or experimental drug, but three, four, five. You're making people take... You know combinations that have never been tried together, and then going, oh, I'm, I don't know, you know. And they, I mean, it's like with Agent Orange, you know. And I'll tell you, you can only when I researched and looked into this, this you can only conclude there's no honest conclusion other than that this is a, a standard governmental policy, which is this. For example, Agent Orange, they a defoliant that they sprayed all over Vietnam to try and get rid of the forest, the jungle, to make it easier to fight. Um. That was a known carcinogen. You know, you can see pictures of the canisters of the, you know, big barrels of it. It's got, you know, the whole cancer symbol all over it. So it was widely known to be a carcinogen. But then what they do is, and you'll love this, you know, this is something that, that fits right in with Greg and Broken Science, is that the VA, when guys come back and go, ah, oh, my skin fell off and my nuts shrunk and all of that stuff, they go, um, well, you know, no proof, You, uh, no proof, no definitive proof. And so for years and years, the VA says no service connection, no service connection, no service connection. And then eventually, when the evidence becomes overwhelming, the government goes, okay, there is a service connection. But how many people in the interim have croaked? And so now of they've essentially, you know, the only people are like 10% are left alive. So they've only got to pay out this small amount for because they delayed long enough that all the people who would be eligible are gone. I mean, you can see the Were season. they
0: spraying it on soldiers on the ground. Oh, like yeah. a plane would come over and crop dust the, the forest and with poison, yeah, or and they they a
1: spray de- a whole area and then you're walking through it. What do you think? It right. You know, no effect. Right. Law, you know, I mean, of course,
2: of course, a defoliant. I love The guy that I bought this uh, house from, he was affected by Asian orange and he's like in renal failure. He was like catheterizing himself every day. He's like damn near dead. Yeah, it's 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 incredible.
1: Yeah, extra sloppy. Moral of the story is our government and the Pentagon have no morals. That's correct. Well, actually, I would say that's you're almost being uh, generous. No, they have morals. They're just not the they're immorals. You know that you, you the DOD and and by the way, this whole thing right now, I wanted to make one correction on what you said. You know, this entire program, the whole um COVID-19 thing, you know, Operation Warp Speed, all of that. This has been a military operation. There there was no like Walmart didn't independently buy any of the vaccine. The US government was the sole customer. This was a military-run operation. And Pfizer is now a contractor in the same, a DOD contractor. They got that sweet, sweet, your tax dollars, that sweet DOD, those fat contracts. And uh, it's not going away, but because it's, it's too good. It's too lucrative. I mean, they got billions, they got immunity. And so, yeah, I mean, my cases right now are for people who were kicked out and otherwise, you know, discharged or, or dropped, or we've got a series of lawsuits in the court of federal claims. Hey, let me
0: ask you this just real quick. Um, So when I go to Whole Foods and the hot dogs are 12 bucks a pack and the black and the, and the blueberries are $10 a basket, but right next door at the CVS, it says the vaccine is free. which is bizarre. <laughs> You're telling me that I paid for that already yes. when, on April 15th when I sent in my taxes and then the government decided to buy that those drugs to Pfizer with my money. That's correct. That they're not free, but I paid for them.
1: You, every single dose of the vaccines were bought with U.S. taxpayer money. Hey, leaky. fucking wild, dude.
0: Okay, okay, sorry. So, so then, um, uh, now, now we're here where we're at, and um, there's, there's, you represent all these guys,
1: and how long has this case been going on? Uh, I've had cases, I filed the first. I filed the the first challenge to the military's vaccine mandate. In fact, three days or five days or something before the mandate was even announced. We saw it was coming. Some attorneys reached out to me. They're like, we're going to stop it. So I tried to rush in and get an emergency um, uh, injunction, judge denied. And that case just got bounced from the Supreme Court. It was pending. I didn't do the appellate work, but that was the first case, Robert v. Austin. That went all the way up to the Supreme Court, through the 10th Circuit, and then just got punted. And then I filed... Uh, so where does it go?
0: Where does it go? If it gets punted, where does it go?
1: No, it's I mean, it's dismissed. It's gone. Case no longer no. exists.
0: Under what grounds? Oh, these guys must be so
1: bombed. Uh, there were only two people on that one. And and this is how it goes. Like you, in litigation like this, you find yourself, you know, it's, it's not, it's like, um, this is like tobacco litigation. So I'm on like my 12th case, you know, like you, and you get iteratively better. And that's how I found my, my law partners, you know, we keep. Um, yeah, that's it. Dan and Holly.
0: Yep. 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 And, yep. And, 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 and they were basically suing because they got dismissed from their jobs because they refused it. Yep. Yep. And then they and then, and then they, and it went and the judge said, hey, I'm not going to hear this case. Yeah. In In essence. Yep. Wow. And, and, and now so now where are you with all of these people?
1: Well, so we went into. There's a special court, the Court of Federal Claims. We're there for back pay. Um, we've got three cases there: uh, Bassin, Botello and Harkins, and that's basically covers everyone who was on active duty in the reserves, National Guard, or in the Coast Guard. So we, we covered the entirety of the DoD, and we're saying, "Hey, you owe." That's the that were that's what I was doing the little press junkets for in December to kind of get the word out. And uh, th- those cases are worth I don't know anywhere from. Collectively, the back pay owed has got to be anywhere from five to fifteen billion. I would think, maybe more. Yeah, easy, easy, and, and, much and, more. And how big is your team? How
0: big is the team of lawyers working on it?
1: Well, there's three of us: myself, my uh, Brandon Johnson, Andy Meyer. Andy's got his own firm. Uh, he's a, a plaintiff's class action attorney par excellence, and he's got a, he owns his own firm. Brandon works for. Um, he does work for defending the republic as well. And then we all kind of partnered up together. And so there's three attorneys and now we've got um, an intern. I just interviewed another law student who wants to intern with us, my paralegal, Rachel. And sometimes we lean on Andy's staff for some stuff. And, you know, we, we, were, we managed to convince the litigation finance uh, company to loan us the money, basically, to, to litigate these cases.
0: Were they excited about it?
1: it yeah.
0: It, yes, they were. Because that's a good that's a good sign. If you have investors, that
1: means they think you're going to win. They were, yeah. We had to pitch them and you know show them that on the back end that we could pay them back if we win. And that and so if we win, they get a cut of you know we get, it's like a mob loan. You know we're paying credit card interest rates, but uh, you know they're great. Our lenders have been amazing. We love our bankers. Love them. Uh, Zach
0: Smith. Uh, I'm a sailor. Kicked out for the VAX. Dale's representing me. Thanks, Dave. Hey, hey, Zach. How you doing?
1: Oh, hey, I'll get you that letter today.
0: I, I owe him something. Please not. This is my show. No business here, Dale. All right, no
1: business here. He's a good man. Um, we got a lot uh, of
0: great. And 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 so so, can you tell me where it's at and what the next steps are? Like, is this twenty years away from
1: settlement? No, no. We're really maybe closer than sometimes it feels because we briefed all the um, all the motions. I'm just laughing. When Dale gets the settlement, will he buy CrossFit from Coke? Hey, if the settlement's big enough. You know, I I take a look at it. Um,
0: he knows some investors too. Yeah, I know some next people set who of might private equity guys.
1: Yeah, you know, but um, no, I couldn't because they they know how much I love CrossFit. They could jack the price up on me, and plus they're burning that thing to the ground right now. At least from what it looks like. Man, I was trying to catch up on your show, and I'm like, holy crap! Raised affiliate fees. I mean, boy, they are they are doing everything they can to burn that place down. Um, but, uh, it's, it's closer than I think we think it's all brief. So we're just waiting on a ruling from the, the judge. If the judge comes back and says, you know, the government's filed a motion to dismiss and the judgment, if the, the court says, now you guys got claims, it's going forward. I don't, I don't know. That's the last obstacle between us and the finish line. As far as I can see, I mean, we've got to get discovery. We've got to get, you know, certainly Help me in layman's turn. Help me in layman's turn. So, so
0: basically you say, you, you say, Hey, on behalf of these gentlemen, we, we're making this claim t- to the government, and then the government said, "No, we're not going to give them the money." So then then you take it to a judge, and the judge says, "Okay, I'll decide whether I'm going to hear this case." Yeah. And they- so th- and, they, and their defense is not they're not arguing anything you're saying. They're just saying, "Please dismiss it." Like
1: Yeah, typically what the government does is they throw up with the DOJ, you get all of these motions like, there's no jurisdiction, you don't have standing, it's not ripe. Uh, these, I mean, there's all of these rules and hurdles that the the government can put in your way that a normal litigant wouldn't be able to. Like, if we were just suing a company, we wouldn't wouldn't have to go through this governmental, you know, sovereign immunity issues. I mean, there's a lot that you have to go through when you're litigating against the DOJ. And that's the other thing too, is, you know, we're litigating against the Department of Justice. I mean, they've got unlimited, you know, it's us versus U.S. government, you know? So, they can they can throw lawyers at this like by the bucket load, you know, so what what is
0: that? Do they have any strong points? Like what about this this notion? And, and sorry for the layman's approach. No, but fine. when you sign up for the military, you sign a piece of paper that says that they own you and that they can just stick you with whatever the fuck they want.
1: It's a it's a mindset. I wrote about that in my book. It's it's part of and I mean, I used to feel that way, too. You know, the idea that like you're basically property. And the logic goes something like this. there is there is some logic behind it. it was, well hey listen, if I can order you to storm a machine gun nest, uh-huh. you know how can I how could it be that I can't possibly order you to stick an experimental drug in your arm? And, uh-huh. and the answer to that is that because um, we had that argument with the Nazis and we and we decided that that was a human right for everybody, not not just white people or not just, black people or not just civilians that in point of fact, we would not allow human beings to experiment on other human beings because of uh, it's evil and and it leads bad places. So we, we, again, we stretch people's necks at Nuremberg over this principle, but the U S government has consistently taken a piss on that. Uh,
0: So, so, so you're saying that that's not something that's, is that an unspoken rule, or is there something no. in the writing that basically, like, when you sign up, does do you sign a piece of paper and says, and we can inject you with whatever we want? Yeah, No,
1: and that's that's what I said is that if there's there's you can't, you know, there's a doctrine in the law that you can't sign on for you can't agree to criminal things, like a criminal, mm, mm. you know, if we if we you and I are drug dealers, you know, or like I'm your distributor and you're the drug dealer and I'm your distributor, I can't sue you in court for breach of contract, you know what I mean? Okay, like, okay. Stay- you know what I mean? Like, criminal- it's kind of
0: like the NSCA case where um, their insurance company, when they lost the case, yeah. was like, "Hey, we're not paying for this." And they go, "Why? Because we don't cover fraud. Oh, yeah, it's fraud. You were yes. fraudulent.
2: Similar,
1: similar kind of is that you know the law doesn't. The law is not going to protect criminal acts. We're not. We're not going to treat it as if it's a contract and you know or anything like that.
0: Dale, when 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 Crossfit was suing the NSCA, and I would go to these meetings with you guys, it was clear to me that the lawyers on the other and they went through a lot of different legal teams. It was clear to me that their lawyers didn't care, right? That yes. they were just there to get the paycheck. You could tell they weren't prepared. You could, they, I mean, oh, it was yeah. it was. Yeah. I kind of almost felt sorry for the NSCA. It was like embarrassing. They were just going through the motions. They didn't want to be there. Is it like that with the with the um, federal lawyers too? Like, can you tell? Yeah. Like all no, they care. They're no. trying to win
1: uh Yeah, I was trying to win. I mean, it's, it was, because, because I know
0: you're trying to win, but when you go in there, they just schleps like they don't even know what the fuck's going on.
1: No, I would say that they're not. They're not at least in the court of federal claims. I I like our DOJ colleagues, but and it's also been for me a personal. I've taken this as a personal challenge. You know, like at the NACA, I I genuinely disliked the other side,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: I've tried to as I've gotten older, maybe a little more mellow, but also for my own my own well being, emotional well being is to not, like, I, I fundamentally disagree on a, I think they're doing the whole thing as a war crime. I, I think our, I think our government's at war with the people. I, I think we just haven't noticed yet. People haven't realized it because they're committing war crimes. And whether it's the border, I mean, you look all over, you just see rampant lawlessness from the federal government. Um, and so people defending that, you know, part of me wants to punch them in the face but in order to, you know, be a good father and a good husband and not lose my mind, I have to find a way to be collegial with these people who are on the other side while we're litigating the case, even though we're on opposite sides of it, you know, and that that's been something, I, actually I, I, I get along great with a guy on the other side and I think he's a, he's a good attorney. Um, and so, you know, we, we have a collegial cordial relationship and that's great, but I mean, I, there's no question. I'm, I mean, it's on, I'm not, this isn't the lose case for me. Not a chance, right? Um, what about people who are uh,
0: cases you're taking that are non-military? Like I, I feel the are, same uh, way. I
1: mean, these people had their livelihoods taken. You know, I, I told you I was at the Emmys. I, you know, got a, that was more of a fact-finding mission for me to go there because there's some. There are a number of people in Hollywood who lost their jobs because you know who work in set design or makeup and lighting or you know all kinds of different stuff who wouldn't take the shots had medical reasons or other reasons and they got canned. And so um, did exploring... you follow the Jamie Fox, uh, situation? Oh, for sure. Of course. Of course. Crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, that guy's maybe the most talented human being on the planet. And you imagine that forcing that guy like healthy, perfectly healthy, young, you know, relatively young man, you know, no threat. And there's all kinds of other reasons not to be taking these things like, um, 10% of the, of young, black males have something called G6 PD deficiency. It's a kind of a cousin to sickle cell less let, you know, more benign version, but um, you know, that was, I had a client like that during the anthrax litigation and he had always, they're taught if you've got G6 PD deficiency, they're taught as young men, you know, um, Hey, you should always be very careful about getting any kind of injections, particularly vaccines for people who have that for young black men. And I had a client who had, it who was in that same boat. And so, you know, um, this guy went to his medic and was like, "Hey, is there any information about taking G six, you know, anthrax vaccine on G six PD?" And of course, the answer was no. And so, his thank God, his Corbin was honest with him and told him, "No, I can't. I can't tell you if there's any effect, no effect, lots of effect. Nobody studied that. You know, it hasn't even been studied. Who knows?" And so, this kid was like, "Well, I'm not taking it then." And yet, you know, the same, no, all of that went out the window here. All of those things like G6 PD, all that. And while well, they're trying to mass vaccinate everybody, I mean, it's, it's the whole thing's just straight up evil. Well, one different. of the, one,
0: one of the things that's fascinating to me too, is, um, I read that there hasn't been a single study. This goes back to kids taking vaccines. There hasn't been a single study around, um, the, vaccines being used in conjunction with one another no that's so you make concoction a may be safe and b and c and d and e but there's never one that's just like what if you take a and f together or what if you take a and b together what if you take a b c d e f g h i j all the way and now and i'm like how the fuck could there be no studies on that like 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 you mix uh, coca-cola and potatoes and you have something completely different right it's, 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 uh, it's wild that there's no studies like that. Um, Frank, um, are, are there grounds for gym owners or is anyone in the public, um, suing in like in California, he's basically asking, Hey, all these businesses were forced to close in California. Do, are there any cases where these businesses are suing the state?
1: Um, I, I, yeah, there are some, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm kind of the guy doing a lot of that. I mean, (laughs) me and my partners and we've got we've got a whole, I mean, uh, we're fully committed now. This has become kind of our life. I mean, it, we're, we've got a plan. We're looking for other backers to, to fund, you know, we're not, I mean, uh, we're not stopping. Like I'm going to take down Pfizer. That's I got them firmly in my sights. So you gotta get by the prep act. I mean, we've got, you know, we're working on all of that. I mean, that's, that's a, that's part of the long, long-term goal, you know, is to crack this whole thing.
0: Cause they're not going to stop. Um, and, and every, are, are you still taking more clients? Like if people who are in the military come dude are you still taking new people? Oh yeah,
1: for sure. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Wow. Okay. And, 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 and you, you seem like you seem very hopeful about it. Like, Hey, oh, the yeah, on.
1: yeah, because I know I'm right. I mean, it's right. You know, and I, I'm hopeful in the same way that I was, I don't know if you remember this, when we were first suing the NSA, NSCA with CrossFit, uh, Greg's old man was pretty, Pretty down on it. He was like, "Ah, oh, there's no way, you know, you're not, you're not gonna, thing." And I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, we'll see." And and um, uh, you know, as that rolled forward, you know, he was like, "Oh, they screwed it up. They missed." I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, whatever." But we, I mean, that rolled forward. You know, when you're right, I mean, it's easy to be confident. I, I don't, I don't know that I'm 100 percent confident that the government won't yank the carpet out from under us at some point. But I mean, we're we're working a lot of different. Um, <laughs> A L- lot of different angles. Ken, thank you. I keep my listen. I'm well armed, and I live in the middle of the country, so I'm at a lot less risk than I think uh, the rest of uh, <laughs> folks are. So I don't get Arkansas.
0: The um... <clears throat> all, all all those all those gyms that closed. It, it, do you know are there are there any um, cases that have already that have already gone through that you know of where gym owners have I don't have won don't know or, or any businesses that have won that have been able to sue the city and be like, hey, you closed me down unjustly. Like I keep hearing this thing, I'm not following it too closely, but that tr- whatever Trudeau did, he passed something called the Emergency Act,
3: yeah, and now it's
0: been true. found out it's been found out that it was unconstitutional. I'm not following that closely, but I think that's around that he he closed some shit down, right? And they're yeah, saying should, it's unconstitutional.
1: Um, yeah, seized people's uh bank accounts you know people who, yeah that freedom convoy the truckers convoy and all that well, yeah the canadian at least at the trial level the court just found that um yeah that the use of the emergency powers was illegal not only that that it was based on his claims that it was um, you know that there was violence and that's why he invoked the emergencies the emergencies act it was actually a fraud that they just made it up there, there was no evidence at all it was a you know another another surrection case where they just made that shit up and then used it to justify crushing their opponents, you know? So
0: have you, have you seen the videos where uh, Klaus Schwab is basically saying he owns Trudeau, that Trudeau is his puppet. I mean, he just straight up basically says well, he's, he's our young, guy.
1: He's a young WEF guy. A whole bunch of people were, if you look around the world and you look at people, how many of them were in the young, they call them the young leaders program, the world, the, you know, the world economic forum has this young leaders program. It's stunning how many, how many folks in power came through the, that program? I mean, you'd be shocked to to see the names. A lot of names you would recognize. A lot of
0: um, the I'm going to switch back to the NSCA case for a second. So, so my understanding is that CrossFit settled that case and that the whatever the settlement was was sealed. Does that ever get unsealed? Like how, how – is there any way to get that information?
1: Well, we could, you- I suppose we could torture it a marshal. I was gone by then, you know. And so,
0: but but is there is there is there a a time just, all kidding, cases, Mark, oh, just kidding. Is there a time when um, all cases become um,
1: unsealed? No. no, but it can't the way it could happen is this is if if uh, the privilege belongs to CrossFit Inc., that's who holds oh. the the owns the privilege. And I don't know what they signed on to with the NSCA and all that. So who knows? I mean, typically when you sign a non-disclosure, it's it's binding on both parties and all that. So that's, you know, sealed forever. But you could imagine a circumstance in which the NSCA went under or no longer existed. And then somebody, you know, an owner of CrossFit was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to tell here's, here's what it was. Here's what happened. But I mean the fact that it's all sealed. I mean, I, I filed that case originally, so I'm you know pretty familiar with. I wrote the. Is, is
0: it as simple as this? They said, "Is it as simple as this?" The NSCA's lawyers told the CrossFit lawyers, "Hey, we're going to give you a hundred dollars," um, and CrossFit said, "Okay." And they go, "But when none of the details about the settlement can be released." And CrossFit was like, "Okay, cool. Give us one hundred and ten dollars." And then they're like, "Okay."
1: Is it like that? It's. I mean, that's how it happens. And yeah, with non-disclosure, sure. You, you know. Which was was crazy in that case because there would already been uh, terminating sanctions, meaning the court had already found that CrossFit wins. You know, right, right.
0: Even before it went to trial, CrossFit had
1: won. Yeah, you already had terminating sanctions. And the only thing left to fight about was how much NSCA was going to have to kick. You know, was going to have to pay. I mean, they they, they would you speculate
0: been- for me why they wouldn't? Why would CrossFit? Oh. why did why did they why would they allow it to be sealed I, I just don't see the benefit like they had all the um i have you down on the ground yeah. and um i'm holding you by your throat yes and you say to me um uh i don't Please, know what the,
2: i mean they, me they,
0: they, <laughs> i mean they they had i don't understand what leverage the NSCA had at all to say no. anything None. Especially with the terminating sanctions. I was explaining that the other day to the to the listeners that that's just completely unheard of. Yeah. Uh, but but the fraud from the attorneys and the other side was so bad that the judges were like, hey, sorry. Yeah. Just idea. bringing a jury in to find out how much they owe you now.
1: Yeah. I mean, they had they had destroyed evidence. They had one of their um, one of their main witnesses had, had admitted to committing perjury. I mean, I, I was in there for that deposition. I remember that one. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. I couldn't believe it. I was looking around the room, like, should we? Somebody, because I was a former criminal defense attorney, so I was like, should somebody read this guy's rights? Anybody here? Like, of, should I mean,
0: the, does the bailiff need to come over?
1: Yeah, like uh, this guy's here. We are in deposition. This guy's admitting to felonies. You know. I'm so like, why? So so
0: why? What? Let, let let me play devil's advocate here. Maybe they were like, hey, this case is only worth twenty five million, but we'll give you fifty if you settle it. If if you seal it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, mean, they, those are
1: the kinds of things
3: that
0: can, you know. Yeah. Or, or it was a bro deal somehow. Someone who maybe was on the board at CrossFit Inc. was married to someone who was on the board of some company that su- supported the NSCA, one of their sponsors.
3: Right. Hey, and, oh, did, how, and, how, and there
0: could have been a back, a back room like Handshake. Of course. Of course, that's possible. I mean, it just, it logically, it doesn't make any sense. Their competitors. And it doesn't make any sense. Yes. Why? It, it, there, there's. I, I, can you think of any rational? I mean, it has to be something like that. It has to be either yes. it was more money, or can, someone knew, or someone knew something. There was a bro deal going on. Yeah, it was I like, hey, no, I'm a big say. investor. I'm a big investor in NSCA or one of their sponsors, and I don't want them to go down.
1: I, I can, I have no information at all because uh, um, I was gone, long gone. I had been to China and I left CrossFit in 2018. And so then, after Greg sold, and obviously it, this didn't happen when Greg still owned the company. Right. And so, but I can tell you that as a complete outsider, when I was standing back and watched and then, you know, hey, Greg sold. And then shortly thereafter, the lawsuit with the NSC. NSCA was settled and in fact Greg and I had just started talking again I was in the we, I was in the car with him and we were driving around Scottsdale I remember and he was the one who told me that the suit had been settled we both I think we found out at the same time like he got a call or he got a text or something and he was like he turned to me I was sitting there with him and he said hey they just the NSCA suit just got settled and I was like and I had just been talking to him about you know, asking him kind of a little bit about the sale and all that, because I didn't really know much about it. And uh, um, and I had been speculating out loud that I've been asking him, where did the money come from? You know, where to, to, to buy him out? And then like the NSCA settled that I, I had, of course, because of all my involvement, all the years and, and being close to Greg, you know, I was like, you know, sounded to me like, somewhere you know who are the investors who, who who paid to get greg out of there given what happened to him with floyd 19 and you know all of that i mean i you know i don't think you need to be a big conspiracy theorist to think that the money that funded you know greg to to, to buy greg out um was uh you know it had interests that are in accord with the nsca's interests
0: right he had the he had the ear of 15, 000- brick and mortar locations on all the continents on this planet earth. And that made his voice powerful and very easy and very nimble. And so, Hey, why don't we just buy this from him? I mean, we know that every website has to have a link to the journal and Greg could put anything up there. So then all of a sudden it can be on 15,000 websites overnight.
1: Right?
0: Just every which way it looks, $200 million is just like nothing like whatever. That's what we spend on billboards to advertise Gatorade.
1: You just saw, um, did you just see that thing that came out with Carrie Lake, where she released that um, audio of the of them trying to buy her off? The head of the Republican um, National Committee for Arizona was trying to buy her off when she was before she was running for Senate. Have you? Oh, I'd love to before? hear it. Is
0: that is that on her Instagram? I'd love to hear. Oh, that. it's it's out. It just came out
1: yesterday. Just type in Carrie Lake audio. It just broke yesterday, and she released audio. Well, I, I don't, She hasn't admitted to releasing it, but it looks like she recorded a conversation, and he. The head of the Republican National Committee in Arizona. This was pr- this is from last year, prior to her running for Senate. Um, this guy came to her and basically said, "I mean, you got to listen to it. It's crazy." But he's like, "Well, you know, there's some people, you know, and they're just saying you name the company you, you know, wherever you want to go, whatever, and they're willing to put their money behind it for you not to run for Senate." And so they he they flat out were like. He's he's telling her that look, there's the the people who don't want you to run are willing to make it worth your while not to run. You name the company where you you know position you want to be in. I mean that's a that's talking about some serious.
0: Carrie Lake Carrie Lake ran against the lady who hid in the bathroom, right? Yes. Uh, they are very powerful people that want to keep you yeah, out. Okay. Carrie Lake I know they do. Jeff DeWitt, uh, but they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way, so this conversation never happened.
2: There's audio Absolutely. if you want to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's
0: listen to it. Let's, listen. It's let's great. listen. Crazy. I really like Carrie Lake. She's sharp as a tack.
3: Yep. Powerful oh, people
1: don't want to keep you out.
3: I know this. they do.
1: But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So, this conversation never happened. Is there a number at which I can be, bought? <laughs> can be bought? That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. And they go right back to where
3: No. All right, Vaughn,
1: She ran. I mean, dude, that's for senator. That's the-, the United States Senate. That's a guy buying off a woman running for U.S. Senate. And so, to your point about you know, I I always from the outside, you know, with Greg, I was like, yeah, okay. Once the NSCA settlement happened, I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> tells me why. Hey, <clears throat> Caleb, can I see a picture of this guy, Jeff DeWitt? So this guy is the chair of the Republican National. Committee for the State of Arizona?
1: Not anymore. He resigned.
0: Right after that came out?
1: She, and evidently, the amazing thing about his resignation is he wrote this sort of, oh, this was an edited thing and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, "And, and she threatened me and she's making it, you know, he's making it sound like Carrie Lake blackmailed him. And she's like, I don't know what he's talking about. But people were speculating. Can you imagine what else she must have on this guy? What else he said? That's just tape number one. Or how often that's happening? Oh, right.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on.
0: Hey, what do you think about this? I never even thought of this. Um,
1: uh, Oh God. Yeah. You don't say. Oh man. (laughs) I mean, why is it always the? You know, it's how come it's they never. It's never the. It's always the soy jack. You know, it's never the chat. (laughs) You know. Um, (laughs) I mean, why?
0: Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd love it if she was Trump's VP pick. Wow, that would be wild, wouldn't it? She'd be man, she'd be tough to debate against.
1: But that's the there's talk that that's the uh, that's the possibility. Man,
0: hey, what did you think of uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy?
1: I, you know, I didn't know what to make of him, but boy, he's saying all the right things. He's very well spoken.
0: Written, How did anyone it. ever think he lost a debate? Every debate I yeah. watched, I was like, even if I didn't like the other people, I was scared for him. And it, and must- like every. Yeah, he was just destroying. He just destroyed everyone, everywhere. CNN, yeah. MSNBC. He the Republican debate, and like I'd be like, people would be like, "Well, Carrie Lake came ahead." I don't care if she came out ahead. She she lost. Yeah, She got beat up.
3: Yeah,
0: or not, Carrie Lake. Sorry, uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Yeah, yeah. Nikki Haley. He, Nikki was, Haley uh, he was tossing. He was tossing her up. He yeah. he called out the Republican chair for the United States of America.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, he's been uh, hammering Rona McDaniel. She's the, she's the head of the uh, Republican national committee for the whole, for the whole country. But he convinced me that she's got to go.
0: <laughs> Look, there's, the, the- why don't the American people like him? What, um, I, I I have seen some, you know, first there was the, his WDF connection. I think he explained that very well. Then there was the Soros connection. He explained that very, very well. Hey, well, why not? I got the 50 grand from him. Like I just what? applied for a scholarship. Um, and, uh. Why? But but I also saw some clips, were side by side clips where he it was like ten things that Obama said, and he yeah. was saying the exact same thing. I'm just a dark skinned boy from blah blah blah. Yeah, or, you yeah, know yeah, what I right. mean? Just these things. Or I'm just a young man. Um,
1: you can be too polished, you know, as a politician. You, if you're too polished, I think you know that all of us are go. If your story's too good, if you're if you're that polished, everybody starts going, man, you look like you're a presentation. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
3: There's,
1: It always comes back to that, you know, what Greg always used to talk about, man, with CrossFit. What made us who we are is authenticity. You know, we weren't trying to be something we weren't, you know. that's Hey, that's been your success, too. Right, right. You know, people, yeah, people, people respect, you know, they don't, they don't expect perfection. What they're looking for is honesty and authenticity, you know, and and nobody's that polished. There are people out there who say that,
0: um, uh, um they got this hang up with Trump because he was involved in operation warp speed, right?
3: Yeah.
0: And and um do, do you think Trump would have mandated the vaccines?
1: No. nope. He said he he said he wouldn't. And I, I I don't have any great insight, but I do know a lawyer who works for him. Um and uh in fact, you know her too. Good friend of ours, mutual friend.
0: Oh uh San Diego gal? Yep. Okay. Wow. 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 And and then and then I think I think we know someone else also over on the East Coast. Who's like really, really involved in what's going on over there in Georgia? Right. Yep. Yes, for
1: sure. Yeah, I know several people. I know a bunch. Let's, of not, people. let's talk
0: about let's talk about that case real quick. Um, uh, are, are you following that at all? The the Oops. district attorney. Okay. Can, can yes. you kind of explain to me? Will, will you pull up that picture, uh, Caleb? I can't remember the name. Um, will, will you explain to me what's going on over there and why that's bad? Why you can't like why, why can't you sleep with someone and hire them?
1: Well. It- the issue, you know, it's interesting in the
0: explain context, it to the uh, because a lot of people might not know what's going on. So if you yeah, if, so if, what happened you...
1: is this: the allegation is, and it looks like it's unchallenged. But Fannie Willis is the DA who brought the case against Trump, and it's a giant RICO case. And she and what does that
0: mean? What's the case? What what's uh, what charges are against carrying
1: and influence corrupt organization? She basically said that when Trump called up about the Georgia election. And I know people who've got ties to this I and mean, we do you, you do too. We know lawyers who are involved in some of this and so I know a lot about it for a lot of reasons I can't say but but I'm very familiar with all of it and okay um, good. The, um,
0: Thanks I thought I was ambushing you. I'm glad I'm not. I'm like no, God no, you know no. everything Dale I love this. go on.
1: <laughs> I know I know people who are involved in it uh, tangentially and, and directly. but <clears throat> the issue is this there's this big giant indictment and they charge everybody I mean a whole bunch of people and said it's part of this, it's a RICO case, a racketeering as if it's the mob. And they're trying to say that anybody who who tried to question the election is part of this racket to to subvert the election. And um, uh, some people took deals because it made sense. In fact, I know um, a little bit about one of the deals and one of the people who took deals, then there was a good reason to do so. But it's been the problem is that it's now come out that the pro the prosecutor is using federal dollars as well as local dollars and hired apparently her lover to be one of the lead prosecutors and he has zero um background to be a special prosecutor is basically he, he was like and- i heard
0: he was like a small claims court like yeah. his biggest
1: case is like a divorce case right and so And so suddenly this guy is in charge of a of a massive, you know, he's a he's a special prosecutor in a case of multiple felonies. You know, it's it's this huge thing. And so it didn't really make a lot of sense. And then one of the defendants said, hey, it turns out that the special prosecutor is sleeping with the D.A. And the allegations. How do you think
0: they found that out? Did they how did you find that out? They were sending private investigators. They were kissing in the parking lot. How do you catch that?
1: Well, yes, but also um, at the same time as there was a divorce case going on. So the special prosecutor, Fannie Willis is sleeping with the special prosecutor and his they're both married. And so the the wife of the special prosecutor, I can't remember his name, but his wife had filed for divorce. She found out. And then what he did was he he asked the court to seal his divorce proceedings and seal the records there but it by the time that happened somebody had seen it you know somebody had seen some filings and a little bit had slipped out and it was like holy crap this guy's this guy's sleeping with they're traveling they're doing junkets on the tax dollar going to miami going all you know flying here there and everywhere on both federal and and uh and other dime and then one of the defendants said and this is how it all comes up is And I read that motion. I was kind of curious to see what their basis was. And I was like, "Eh, it's a a good faith basis. I mean, they're saying, look, this guy wouldn't be prosecuting me. This is a garbage case. There is no case, but he's prosecuting it because it's in his financial interest to do so. His lover hired him. Oh, it's not really a case. And he's
0: made made over $650,000 on it, right?
1: Right. And so that you've got a a real a a real conflict of interest, whether this guy is prosecuting because there really is a good faith basis to prosecute the case or he's just doing it because his lover hired him. And, hey, man, the the gravy trains rolling, you know, and yeah, yeah, I'm not getting a fair shake as a criminal defendant. I'm not being prosecuted because I'm guilty. I'm being prosecuted because that's how you get paid, (laughs) you know. So you just need somebody to be here to prosecute. And so that's. That's hey, a, has that
0: lady been interviewed by TMZ or anything yet? The the, the what's what's the guy's name? Who, who's, Nate, who's Nate Wade? Nathan Wade. Nathan. Yes, yeah, so has Nathan Wade's wife actually come out and just sat down and let someone have at her? Have fucking let Tucker Carlson go yeah. at her?
1: No, but they un, the court recently, within the last week, unsealed the records, and so the court oh. said the media, a bunch of media, were like, "We want the records unsealed," you know, public interest. Yep, and so um, you know the the wife. Hasn't mentioned Fannie Willis by name, but she's saying that, hey, this guy is getting all this money and he's provided me with Zippo in support. And so, you know, it's okay. Well, then where's the money going? So you've got to have an accounting. And he's already been uh, held in contempt because he wouldn't turn over any of his financial records. And in a divorce proceeding, you've got to – I mean, I think they've got kids together. And so – Is the other
0: lady still married? Is the prosecutor – is the um, district attorney married? I don't, know. I don't
1: know what her, her deal is. I thought I read that. Um...
0: And so their shit's unraveling now. Now, now, instead yes. of it being focused on Trump, the, all the media is focused on who she's banging, who she's yep. under the sheets with, and um, and then she has to answer to the judge on February fifteenth. I heard like so on February fifteenth. So what's that about? What's the judge going to say to her? And will that be public? Will we get to watch that oh, on yeah. TV? Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and what what will the things kind of things he'll ask her?
1: Well, I, I don't know about she she's going to get asked like why is why 600,000? you know why i mean account for the money.
0: <laughs> will will she ask to see a, li- a short list of the people like um uh who,
1: what other attorneys were up for the job? like who yeah. who else did you who else did you
0: interview? who else was a candidate?
1: yeah what what other what other kinds of qualifications? why this? Well, i mean all of that's going to come up and he's going to have to answer for like hey what, are you, what are your financial records where how come you haven't paid support? why you know what's your excuse? So yeah, that that's coming, that's turning into a giant turd sandwich very quickly.
0: And 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 what would could the whole case get dismissed? Sure. Does that mean when does what does dismissed mean? Does that mean it's over, or does that mean that they have they can retry it? Well, it
3: I
1: mean, there's a lot that could happen. It depends on how bad you know how you know what they find. I mean, you could get dismissal with in the same way with the cross things. You could get terminating sanctions, or you could get a far you could get a lot less than that. You know, you could get dismissal with prejudice, or you could get hey we're going to get rid of this team and now we're going to get an unbiased team to come in here and look at this case and then decide whether they're going to re-prefer charges or they're just going to let this thing go. Are they going to let it, you know, let it drop. So you could, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of possibilities there.
0: I'll I'll be listening to the, uh, to the news and they'll be like, um, they'll be like, how, how, how is anyone, uh, how can anyone vote for a guy who's being uh, indicted with ninety-one uh, charges or something, or who's being held up with ninety-one charges? And it always bums me out when I hear that. It's like he hasn't even been found guilty. You don't even know what these ninety-one charges are. Um,
1: yeah, this is. I mean, look for anybody who who's in the legal field. I mean, I for me, when I saw all of this, I mean, this is all just political persecution. I mean, we are, we're living in crazy times. It's the lawfare is a substitute for violence. You you know me, I used to dress up in armor. And so I'd love it if we just settle things the old fashioned way, you know, and we will just, you know, when we got when we took away dueling, um, we, we opened the, we opened the doors to a lot of people running their miles without consequence. Um, Right, right, right. You know, and and lawfare is the substitute for physical violence now. And so what you've got is essentially Team Blue has got state prosecutors who are willing to wade into to essentially try to persecute a, their political enemy. You know, and and it's and now that once that door is open, it's like when the Democrats got rid of the filibuster or um, uh, the, um, the rule for um, you know, where it was just simple majority for Supreme Court justices. You know, everybody always thinks it's a, a, a great idea until the, it turns around and gets used against them. And then they were screaming at the top of their lungs about look at all these judges that Trump appointed. Oh, my God, it's terrible. It's like, well, no kidding, idiots. You guys got rid of the, the two-thirds majority requirement, you know. And so um, there's a there's a great play about this um, called uh, A Man for All Seasons. It was written by a guy named Robert Bolt, and it's about Thomas More who was the lawyer for King Henry VIII. And uh, there's a famous phrase that came out of it. There's a character named Roper. And he's basically saying to Thomas More at one point, who, by the way, is the Catholic patron saint of lawyers. Um, and he was no no saint, in my opinion. But in any event, Roper... Is that true? Um, is that true? There's a Catholic, Catholic... Thomas More, yeah, is the patron wow. saint of lawyers. Yep. Okay. Sir Thomas More. But um, there's a, a scene where Roper is one of these rebels and he says that he, he they have this famous discussion. It's a play. And uh, there's this famous discussion where Roper says, you know, he's willing to do anything to get the bad guy. And uh, there's a famous line that in the play, Thomas More turns to Roper and says, and so he's analogizing laws to like trees. And he said, would you burn down every tree in the forest to get the devil? And Roper says, yes, yes, I would. And then, Moore turns to him and says, and then when all the laws in the land are gone, when all the trees have been burned down, he goes, and the t- devil turns on you, what do you do then? And so people who, who are like, you know, I think the ends justify the means are, are frequently referred to as rights. And that's where it comes from is that play, A Man for All Seasons. And uh, I, what we have now is we're living through a time of rights. I mean, everybody thinks that, you know, they're the just guy. And, and so anything they do can, you know the ends as the means we'll, we'll burn everything to the ground in order to get the bad guy. And it's like, well, when there's no more rules, I mean, you've essentially turned it into just a free for all. and that's where we're at, you know, like with moving, removing Trump from the ballot, how long before a, a, a red state says, yeah, we're pulling Biden off the ballot here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we're just, we are, we are living through what amounts to just widespread lawlessness, you know, um, going to the
0: um uh Epstein case, Oof. that lady Giselle is still alive, right? Yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell. Yep, oh, e- Elaine, Elaine, Elaine,
1: Ghislaine.
2: Ghislaine. Ghislaine, Ghislaine,
1: Yeah. I there's somebody on Substack, I just read a brilliant article by a woman who's been profiling her for like two years.
2: House and Habit, yeah,
1: unbelievable, amazing. What's really interesting is the woman said the only that Elaine said the only person who said anything, the only two people who said anything nice um, for her about her when this all went down or Trump said, you know, I hope she's well. And she said something to the effect of like, it, she appreciated that he was the only person who'd been nice to her, you know? And, uh, and the other one I think was um, RFK Jr. Also said something to the effect of, you know, it's, it's, it's too bad. I mean, it's interesting. When you think about all the men who were involved and the only person who's, Who's serving a sentence is is Elaine Maxwell. So so
0: she, she was basically Epstein's right hand man. She was basically and oh there she is with Theo Vaughn. Oh there she is with RFK. Is that her on the right? No. The writer? No. No. Oh. Um so 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 basically she's in jail. And she and she knows everything, right? Yeah, I would think. Oh, I would did think. Dale Freeze. Oh, you froze yeah. for a second. So she she must know everything. I would think. Yeah. So she she was at the party, and 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 so there's the, there's this list, and the list comes out, but no one there's no footage of like um, the Clinton getting a standee in front of a statue, like there like there's no there's no
1: there's no I mean, I don't, I don't know. It it hasn't come out, but I would, I mean, that whole raid on Epstein's and the, it's pretty clear that anybody who's looked at this carefully enough, have you ever, have you seen, you know, Brett Weinstein, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever heard his brother, Eric? Yeah. Did you hear his brother, Eric, talk about his meeting with Jeffrey Epstein? No. Oh man. You got to look that up. He was on a podcast called Modern Wisdom and Eric Weinstein, he's a physicist. I, got, I want to run into this dude I just fascinated by him but uh he talked about his meeting with Epstein and how the entire thing was staged to be ominous and terrifying and he said and it did it accomplished exactly that
0: what was supposed he, to be ominous and terrifying
1: he, he he met with Epstein he bumped into them Yes. I was is- on
0: I was on this dude's podcast too.
1: This guy. Yeah. It you got to watch that one. When, yeah, that's for the For people who
0: that. don't know, that's Zach Tolander's uh roommate by the way. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, for those That is know, one of the
1: most amazing. I watched that. In fact, my daughter Rachel was like you got to watch this. She had been talking to me about it for a while. And when you hear Eric Weinstein talk about his meeting with Epstein, I mean, he 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 saw right through it from the beginning, which is Oh, Epstein
0: the- Epstein's trying to be inti- it tried to intimidate him.
1: Yes. But he said the whole thing was set up in such a way, like he talks about the American flag was folded like it would be laid out over a casket and it was on the coffee table. He goes, and it was like his coffee was put in such a way, he goes, that it was like it almost was going to force me to spill my coffee onto the American flag. He goes, the whole thing was bizarre. And he said, the other thing is, here's this guy and who claims to be this, you know, Claims to be this big money maker, mover. You know, he's buying currency and all that. He goes, and he, and he claims to be. And he goes, but nobody can point me to where's this guy's trades? Where's what, where, if this guy is what he claims he is, every time he makes a trade, he'd be moving the market. He goes, that, and he goes, you know, he goes, you can't find any of that. Find the Form 16s or whatever they are, you know, the forms. Right, you know. right. The whole thing was a front. The yeah. entire thing was an Intel op. The entire thing was an Intel op. Epstein, Epstein's Island. They're blackmailing big powerful people. So 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 uh w- wow.
0: So you're saying that Epstein was a a puppet, a creation a, 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 basically a, a agent for the CIA.
1: Mm. I don't know if it was the CIA or not. It might have been it's well, not. I saw something recently where somebody said no, he was an Iranian asset. But Okay. But, but basically
0: he was an agent in his job. And, oh, and that's, so you're okay. So now I'm starting to put it together, where was his money coming from? He happened to have a shitload of it. No one, no one could really tell.
3: Pulled and, out
0: of Right. But if he could even get five big names on film, getting a blow job from a 14 year old girl, the, the hundred million they invested into him can easily be justified because having, having, uh, five big names, getting a blowjob on film can lead to like moving oceans.
1: It's yes. It's not even, wow. that he had wow. the, it's not even that the, the it's that the money wasn't real. It's that the money was a front. He didn't suppose. Yeah. Yeah. To, of course. Yeah, I understand
0: he that he was, he was propped up to manipulate and Hey, yeah. when he was, when he was flying those people around on that jet, that was before every Tom, Dick and Dick, Harry had a jet.
2: That was right. before private aviation was right. even like, yeah.
1: This is before net jets or whatever, or, or before yeah. it was, you know, big like you and I know. know So you're
2: saying Epstein didn't kill himself?
1: (laughs) (coughs) He did not kill himself. He was murdered. No. No one will convince me otherwise. That guy's got his neck. I mean, maybe the only good news is that he probably died miserably. You know, he probably had that coming. But on the other hand, he was was a creation, you know, which once you kind of get your head around that, then you got to start asking yourself. So So, so Dale, so Dale, if there's three
0: guards working in that, There's three guards there working his jail cell, basically, or his wing. Mm -hmm. And there's cameras on his cell. And the cameras go off that night, and the guards were taking a shit, and he dies. That means the three guards are in on it.
1: In on it in the sense of, look, prison... Like Carrie
0: Carrie Lake. Like they tried to get Carrie Lake on it. Hey, dude, we're going to give you $10,000. We need you guys to just fucking chill tonight.
1: It's not even... It's even more... It's even a little simpler than that. You have to appreciate that what jail is like. And I would, I would highly recommend if you want a sense of what jail is like, there's a guy who writes on Substack right now who, who is a brilliant writer. He's a great writer. He's a convict. It's called A Convict's Perspective. And he writes on Substack and he goes under the uh handle J period Coleman, C-O-L-E M-A-N. A brilliant writer. I wish I could write as well as he does. And um, he talks about. That essentially everybody in prison is in on it. Like the guards, they're all compromised. Everybody's. Yes, that's the guy right there, Jay Coleman. Convict's perspective. You read he has a post about what happens to pedophiles in jail. You read that if you wanna, if you wanna get a sense of how how who runs the prisons, who's really running the prisons. He's great. And the other thing is he's free to subscribe to, he won't charge money for his stories. He should, he's that good a writer. But when he talks about how prisons are run, I, I don't even think that there was some big boss who went to the things. I think it's probably from within the convicts. Probably told the guards, "Hey, listen, you know, you guys just to you guys just need to not be around. Um, you guys need to have something else to do between these hours." And those guys, what you know, they live in there. I knew guys who worked at Connecticut um, Department of Corrections. You know, corrections officers, and and we <laughs> used to tease them about it. But it's um. That is a uh,
0: so it's a that's a it's yeah. a
2: gang in itself.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is. I mean, that's that's run that you know run by the inmates.
2: It's like the Stanford prison experiment, but everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Damn, damn, so
3: he damn. damn.
0: For- hey, what about so he what been- about him being alive and taken somewhere? No, no point.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. He had to go. He
0: had yeah. To go. He, he knew too much. He, he, he lived out his, purpose. his
1: usefulness was over at the point that it all becomes, you know, how come
0: they don't kill her? How come they don't kill her?
1: I don't know, but it could be because, um, they don't see her as a threat. She knows how to keep her mouth shut. She might have. And the other point is, you know, her family, her, her old man was mad wealthy and, um, maybe to wired into massad as well. If I remember correctly, I haven't looked at right. It. So yeah, she had a fucked up relationship with her dad, right? Yeah.
0: Apparently seems like it fucking nuts. Are you, are you coming to the broken science event mm-hmm. in March?
1: Yep. Yep. In fact, I've got, I'm probably gonna go out before that. I need to get with Craig. Hopefully he gets free here in the next week and I get free. I gotta go out there and you know, he's, he wants, there's some things he wants me to talk about for that as well, and, and which is how the law helped, helped to reify stupid science. So I got to talk about some of the Supreme court cases that, have helped make science shitty and keep it that way. Oh, is that the Daubert case? Yeah, that Daubert's at the end of the long line, but yeah, it's Daubert. And then it, it starts with Fry and it, it works its way through. There's a couple of Kumo Tire and all that. So I'm kind of working on something right now. I've written about that before, but I kind of dusted it all off and I got I to do you know some of the stubby pencil work for that to be ready to talk about it.
0: H- have you, Have you seen the movie Fall of Minneapolis?
1: No, I heard about it though.
0: Yeah. I, I saw the movie and now I'm listening to the audiobook as I drive around. It's, it, it's crazy. But one of the things that's really wild is, um, the, the, the command stopped talking to the police of the city of Minneapolis. So all the, the SWAT team and all the police were just out there and they had no direction, no command. And when they were guarding the third precinct, um, they asked for, uh, they said they only had eight rounds of non-lethal bullets, eight rounds wow and and they got radio silence and so when the priest then they were told to eventually abandon the precinct and and the buses weren't there to get the cops out i mean it's a it's a fucking it's a wild story of corruption on the fucking highest level it's it's really sad actually
1: hey i i told people you know when i I wrote something about this way back and you know nobody listens to me which is probably not surprising but when you know people were like oh it's the white supremacy the whole derek chauvin thing and i was like Yeah. If you, I think I took a screenshot. I looked at his chain of command. Yeah. Because, you know, for those of us who are old enough, you know, this argument's already been had in the sixties, the big complaint about, you know, police and what they were doing to blacks was that, Hey, we need to hire more black cops and more black cops and leadership and, and all that stuff. And so if you look at every, if you looked at Derek Chauvin's chain of command, when the George Floyd thing happened. It's all Who's black, this? dude. I mean, it's if you look, there's not a cracker to be found. You know, I mean,
0: you yeah. Know the the, a,
3: co- the chief Ellison, of police was black.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, he, and he and he went radio AG. silent. Yeah, Keith yep. Ellison was the AG, was the head of the Democratic National Committee, and he, you know what I mean? he was Keith Ellison was the, charged
0: with beating his wife. His son yeah. was a felon. I know all sorts of crazy. Yeah. I know it. it it's so, it, it's it's every bad thing that you could imagine.
3: Yeah,
0: was happening. Um in the city there and, and their mayor was a world-class beta yeah and, and, and i don't throw that term true. around lightly
1: yeah and, and the same has been true in baltimore and you know which is why it, it, in a lot of sense like as this is all as we're watching the world burn you know as i joked with you guys yesterday on text um uh, for me like i live i'm here in kansas now you know i'm in the dead center of the country you know um and uh you know, things are fine here where I am. Like, I'm not worried about it. You know, I, like right. these are going to burn and, you know, I, we're we're all doing great out here. I'm probably going to have like I drive five miles and I can buy a quarter cow, you know, and split it with my in-laws or whatever. My brother-in-law, you know, so like we're, I'll be eating steak, but I don't know that it's going to be that good in New York or when I when I drove up here uh, from California
0: to Idaho, I saw stuff that I'd never seen before like house, like just houses after houses, Trump, ultra uh, mega flags. It it was wild. I was like, wow, this is, um, this is pretty wild. I am seeing a significant uptick in Santa Cruz, California of American flags. I am seeing a lot of American flags pop up in front of people's houses, which is really interesting. You, do you think um, Trump wins?
1: I don't know if they, you know, I don't know if they're going to let him. I mean, they backed, they painted themselves in the corner. That's the thing that's really a trip for me. Like, when you go this, this far and this hard against the guy, can you, can you possibly let him get the presidency? Like, I, I you know, I'm just, I, I'm not encouraging. I'm just speculating. Like if you're the, I, I, you know, it's like Greg says, you know, take the chessboard and turn it around and look at it from the other side. You know, if I were playing their hand to be like, you can't possibly let that guy get in office. I think they'll whack him. Hey, I, 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 you know, and then it's going to be on. It's really going to be on. Do you, do you
0: think – um I, it, it's so interesting to me. The name-calling is going both ways with the same words. So you hear people saying that Trump will be a dictator and a fascist, and every time I hear that, I'm like, do you not fucking see what we just lived through in the last four years? Right. right. Like, did you not – do you not see what's happening on Twitter and on Instagram? Yes. Yeah, you, you, you know, Dale, um I used to post videos of my sons working out in the garage. Yeah. And – there was a like a, a one month period where i was i got like 40 posts reported for child uh pornography and someone from ireland who listens to the podcast who works for uh censorship uh like um it's it he works for a company that meta uses yeah it's um,
1: of their censorship yeah.
0: yeah and he goes hey dude you know what they're doing and i go what and he goes there's someone going through your account and they're doing that and if you get enough reports yeah. they have to notify the police in your area so i went through all my all my um, posts and any post where the kids were working out with their shirts off were I, – I, I removed. But recently, I went over to the pre- – and the president of Instagram is one of the worst people you could ever imagine. I mean he is a horrible human being. And I went over to his – and I and I, I, I went over to his account, and he has a picture of four children. One of them is a girl, and they're topless, and they're, and they're in their in, – It's like the most inappropriate picture, right? Just the way they're they're in their little tiny bathing suits. And yeah, it's like, how the fuck? It it, it just screamed everything to me.
1: Yeah. Dude, we're witnessing what we're living through is a a giant. um, We're watching the mental illness of the people in leadership. Be projected onto the rest of the country, and we're watching that all play out in real time. It's 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 bizarre. I mean, it's it's kind of a crazy thing to witness because once you see it, you can't unsee it. You know, right, I, well, right, right. Everything they accuse you of doing, and you know, but it, it's this: if if all you th- if you're obsessed with race, then y- you see everything through that lens. Right, if you're a person who's sex obsessed with children or the transgender issue or whatever, you see everything through that lens. It's the old Abraham Maslow's law of the instrument for a man who has a hammer. Everything looks like a nail, you know, you you can't, you can't see anything else. And, and that's what we're living through right now. And you just see it everywhere. You know, I mean, everywhere. Trump's a dictator, they said, as they locked people in their homes yeah
0: why do they say that about him what's he done that makes him think that why do they say that about him i can point to i can point to 20 things that's happened under the biden administration that's like hey dude he controls the media he forced you to lock down in your house he made you close your business he made you he made so your kids had to uh, cover their mouths i mean i could go on and on um he, uh, they're making uh, uh, Berkey water filters illegal in California because they yeah. clean the water so well that they have to be registered under a, some sort of. Uh, uh, they have to get some. Do you know about that case too? Yeah. No, water. I mean, um, none of that
1: surprises. Their filter
0: cleans absolutely. the water so well that it has to be registered with like some agency that they can't afford to register it with as like a chemical clean. You know what I mean? Right. It's like fucking nuts, dude. The shit that we're going through, but and yet, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm is there anything he did? Can you think? I'm trying to think of. I know people don't like him because, like, he three point shot the fucking paper towel video. Yeah. I know people don't like it. His red hair. I know people don't like his his antics as a human. Yeah. It's but it would be like not like in a stand up comic. I can't. Right. What's he done? That's.
1: Nothing. What's he
0: done? That's fascist. Nothing.
1: Hey, Trump was. He my, was the no.
0: He was the no war president.
1: I mean, yeah. what what what's. He was when I was growing up. I, I lived in New York City for a year. I went to high school, and in '86, when I was going to high school in New York City, Trump got an award out at Ellis Island. Trump was always a moderate Democrat. He was what would have been known right. as blue dog Democrat. He was a, you know, uh, a guy who probably voted for Reagan, but you know, probably. I mean, why do you think there's all those pictures of him with the Clintons? It, it's right. not, you know, what I mean. He was giving right. him money. He, I mean, so Trump was never anything more than a moderate Democrat, and then for a lot. And that's why he's so it's weird. I never liked him just because he's like the quintessential New Yorker, you know, and I'm kind of a,
0: and he was the reality and he was the reality reality show guy too. It's like, yeah. Right.
1: And so I kind of, you know, I never really cared for him. I hate, I resent them for making me defend the guy, you know? Right. But he's he's never been anything, but just a, a moderate Democrat. And now we're at the point where that's, I mean, it's, it's insane where we are, how, how far we've gone, you know?
0: I, I, I saw, I saw uh, the, the, the Georgia, what was her name? Fanny. I saw, um, I heard a recording of her at her church telling the congregation
1: that they were going after her because she was a black woman. Yeah, of course. Man. It's become so trite now. It's so, I mean, everything, it's like, Oh God, everything is racist. You know, it's uh, it's become so overplayed to so overuse it. It's meaningless now. Same thing with Nazi. Everybody's a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. You're a Nazi. Right. You know, if you like a certain kind of cheese, you're a Nazi. I mean, it's it's become so so abused that it, it's become meaningless now, which is unfortunate. Well, that went by fast. Ninety minutes. Yeah, I know. we covered that.
0: We got we got there in a hurry. Uh, I'm at Greg's now.
1: Oh, are, are you at uh, the place in uh...
0: in the Ho, Idaho? Yeah, that's a great. Have you been? Have mm-hmm. you been here? Yeah, this is my first time here. I've never been in a house like this. This is okay. fucking uh,
1: surreal. How do you like that transom that goes down to the down to the I level? haven't
0: I haven't done it yet.
1: Oh, Yo, yeah. Were you
0: here in the summer? Were you here in the yeah. summer? Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, I came through. In yeah. It was great. Did swimming, fishing with the kids. We had an epic uh, you get those dart guns out and let uh, let just beat the bag out of Rhett. I had a blast shooting. You, you don't realize how much fun it is to shoot your kids with guns. It was great. We had he has that. He has a he I has a living
0: no, shit on he has the $300 Gatling gun. Nerf oh,
3: yes, 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 yes. Get I the of my yeah, kids was...
0: carrying it through the hallway like $6, yes. $6 yes. Navi.
1: I let, oh, I beat the tar out of those kids with his kids with, that, uh, with those dart guns. We had a blast. I was with Greg. We picked him up. He's like, oh, we should get these. I'm like, oh, yes, we should. But we let the kids have it. It was great. It's great.
0: Uh, hey, I appreciate uh, having you on. I look forward to seeing you.
1: Hey, in it's time. always great to see you. I'll see you again uh, here in March, maybe sooner love you man it's it's always good uh always good to hear your voice give my best to your your lovely bride and the boys and you know we'll see you again soon
0: awesome love you too dale talk to you soon take you take care cal thanks dale see you see you dale subran former general counsel of crossfit inc
3: ashkenazi jew like like duh
0: Dude, it's getting warm here. It's like probably really? 39 degrees. It's like 39 degrees. Did all that snow melt away? F- yeah, it, I mean, it, I, it, definitely on the streets, it's melted. It rained yesterday, and it was like 36 degrees, and I think today it's going to be like 39 degrees. Greg has these heated floors in this house, and the whole time I've been here, it's been so fucking hot in my room every night, so fucking hot. And so last night I, I saw, or yesterday morning when I woke up, I looked, went to the thermostat, and the, the heated floors was, were turned up to 80.
2: Oh my so God. I lowered,
0: yeah. So I lowered it to 70. But last night I went to bed and the thermostat in my room said it was 79 degrees in my room. So I opened the door and I let the freezing cold air from the lake blow through and it lowered the temperature from 79 in my room to 69 in probably like, I don't know, five minutes. And then I shut the door. And when I woke up this morning, it was back to 76 in my room again. Like, damn. Dang i didn't uh frank uh please ask about greg's non-compete I didn't, I didn't want to go there i don't want to i don't want to i didn't want to go there but thank I, it's it's not a bad question but i just didn't want to go there um no i should have slept on the floor i slept on a bed it probably would have been two degrees colder on the floor dude this this place has this place has beds in every room you can't sleep on the floor here it's crazy uh ken walters uh 40 in minnesota today mellowest winter overall in my 60 years um man santa cruz where i'm from we're having our second like it, last year was probably one of the rainiest years of my entire life and then this year it looks like it's going to try to compete with it we're getting so much rain california oh shit! sabre lives in santa cruz trinidad wow i
2: didn't know that was a thing
0: yeah yeah, the, it is great. the The heated floors is insane. It's so nice. In my house, if I walk around barefoot for in, in the winter, my I'll go to bed and I'll be miserable for the first hour because my feet will
3: be so cold. But here, I haven't had that experience here. I um. There's this guy
0: David from CrossFit Bison who I want to have on the show. He's leading in open signups.
2: Really? Where's CrossFit yeah. Bison at? I have no idea. Let's find out. Ooh, in Jersey. Dang, he's got a huge, pretty big gym.
3: Uh Wow. Yeah, dude. I want
0: I want to have him on the show and pick his brain and ask him how he's getting so many people to sign up for the open.
2: Yeah, Jay Hartle,
0: cool. I, I just signed up for the open the Sevon podcast. Am I am I in that group too?
2: Did, did I do you that? Did I get or whatever. How how would I know if I did that? I think you can. Let's I would just it. remember. No, I think we can find it on the games leaderboard or the open leaderboard. We just type in a hashtag. Let's see. Look up the Sevon podcast.
0: Hey, I got this new monitor. Yeah, you're on this. Oh, I am. Okay, good. I got this new monitor from Best Buy. And it's, let me. Oh, okay, cool. I'm not 52. I'm 51. I think it just rounds up. Oh. Uh, Jake uh, Chapman, I got five more people to sign up today. Damn. Oh, look. Will. Oh, wow. And helping. Oh, geez. Is there anyone in there I can beat? Colin Powell's in in our group? Cool. Oh, yeah, I guess so. You could probably beat Colin Powell. Not that Colin Powell. Is that really a Colin Powell? There's a 34-year-old white Colin Powell? Probably Colin, but yeah. Fuck you. You know what these people are doing? They're just coming in here just to beat me. <laughs> you think so? No, that's just me being a narcissist. Um... You can be Jay Hartle. No, I cannot. Just kidding. Yeah. Can't beat anyone in there. I see someone signed their kid up in there or something. Fucking beat some kid, little kid. So, yeah, so I got a monitor. Yeah, I got a monitor. It's a Samsung monitor. It doesn't in, it, it, it it, it, I have it. So it's like a second screen. So when you slide your mouse over, it goes onto the second screen, but the mouse moves so poorly on the second string screen. That I don't even want to go over there. Is there a way to adjust that in the settings? Like how poorly, they, like
2: it's slow, or poorly, like it's. It, it's doesn't just move ho- where
0: you want. it
2: moves just ho- it,
0: it 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 it's like delayed or something. Something's wrong with it. There's got to be something in the settings that makes it so the mouse is more receptive. But it's just weird that it's not consistent on both screens. It is not nearly as good as an Apple monitor. I'll tell you that. Uh, I went to the control center. I don't see it. Uh, appearance. Is there, is there like a mouse? Oh, con- be uh, like to, uh, mouse is there mouse
3: settings? Oh, mouse. Oh, I see it. Okay. Tracking speed. Fast. Oh, that's too fast.
0: I guess that's a little better. Natural scrolling. I'll turn that off. What's that do? Uh, no, I'll turn that back on secondary click smart
3: zoom double tap with one finger set up advanced maybe I'll go to advanced yeah I feel like I just got a uh I feel like I wasted 600 bucks
0: yeah so you move it and then it starts move. you move the mouse and then it starts moving it's a
3: latency issue I guess Is that what that's called? Yeah, I think so. Riveting. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mouse movement should not matter from different screens. Sounds like a shitty, shitty refresh rate. How do I? How do I
3: fix the refresh rate? Or can I not? Maybe if I hooked it up with an HDMI.
0: Just directly as an HDMI into the computer instead of USB-C to DisplayPort?
2: HDMI probably worked better, yeah. I guess I can try that. Uh, Huge asshole,
3: huge asshole. Uh, That's correct, latency. What's wrong with you, Jake?
0: What the fuck is wrong? Would you rather have two fingers on each hand or a giant toenail on your forehead? Uh you can't change the uh latency. That is hard coded to the monitor. Great. I'm display port to USB C. I I but I do I did purchase um display port to HDMI. Us uh at Mac people don't really use HDMI ever. I've never used the HDMI port on the side of my laptop. It's there though, and I got the cable for it. No, 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 no. I'm using the uh, membership money to buy other people's shit. I want to make sure that uh, this thing we're doing for the games is awesome.
2: <sighs> All right. Dale's the easiest guest, man. Holy shit. He's so cool. He spoiled me. Oh, shut up and Scribbles
0: today at 10.30 a.m. That's in two hours. Street Horner tomorrow.
2: Whoa.
0: Yeah, I've always wanted to have Street Horner on. Is he dating Danielle Brandon? What was it
3: like dating uh, Katrin David's daughter? Has it always rained vagina on you? For sure. Saturday, live <laughs>
0: calling. Sunday, Rafa S- Sankson. You know, I've I have Rafa scheduled on Sunday. And I bet you I'm gonna be traveling Sunday. And I've already rescheduled them once. Fuck. Uh Nick car on Monday. That might have to be rescheduled due to my travel. I hate I hate having you know, I used to never reschedule. And I think it's like I think I think I'm probably like big time now, and now I'm rescheduling more. I used to never reschedule, then I rescheduled like once every two months. Now I reschedule like once a month.
3: Oh, Joe Neal's. Oh yeah, because uh, Street worked out at Joe's gym. Street Horner just
0: interviewed Heat One. Oh, did you see Did you see Pedro's um new weekend review? Or did you see Hiller's video from yesterday? Holy shit, dude. Hiller Hiller's wild. Yeah, both of those are pretty good. Hiller's like like uh skates this line between like avant-garde college shit and like poignant shit. It's crazy. And hey, the way he does everything and it's all blocky and shit, like some people would like it's become his style, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, he he's not looking for this like um he's not looking mm-hmm. for realism at all.
2: Is this is this Hiller's? Yeah, this is that trailer that he made. How many views does that have already? 4,100. Damn. 71 comments. I, I think that's
0: his best, one of his best videos ever. Uh, Craig Paisley, his video was great. I know. Nuts, dude. Absolutely nuts. I wonder how long it took him to make that, even though it's short. Man, there's so much shit in it. Hey, go to that Annie Sakamoto thing. What the fuck is up with the audio? Did anyone watch this before publishing? Go
3: see if that still-
0: um there <laughs> Yeah, will you go over there and see if that's still there? Is the, the video is still there? Media when I, it is still there. The is the audio wow.
2: Hold on, let's see if the audio is still fucked up.
0: Uh Savon, why do you have two CrossFit athlete profiles? I don't know. Maybe there's a fake one or maybe I signed in with a new name. Okay, let's see if it's How many views does it have? Does it have 10,000 views Ten
2: thousand. Not even. Yeah. It's,
0: Yeah, it's the same one. They're not going to take it down and fix it. Crazy. Listen. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) How long has that been up like that?
2: Like a week. Over a week. Almost a week. Six days. Do you know what
0: would... that would First of all, that would never happen when I was media director. And if that did happen, that would be fixed right away. If Greg owned the company and that happened. So they have a video on here and it goes silent somewhere in it for like 20 seconds. And basically everyone knows that when you do stuff like that, you're just asking people to click off. But it's also it's like how you do anything is how you do everything. I wouldn't have fired someone. Here's the thing. How that would have happened is that video would have been made, then it would have been submitted, and then, and then uh, two people would have watched it. Uh, probably, um, God, I can't believe I can't remember her name.
3: This blonde girl, she owns an affiliate now. What the fuck? Why can't I remember her name? I worked with her for 10 years. What was her name? Anyway, she worked for Leif
0: Edmondson. So Leif Edmondson would watch that and the second he saw that then he would send it back to uh tyson oldroid or or, or probably tyson and then tyson would send it back down to the filmmaker and be like hey fix this that would net that would never happen That c- that cannot um no i'm not frozen i was thinking no i'm not freezing am i freezing you just have a little like fuzz but it's not really frozen not a glitch oh yeah you can't do that guys whoever's running media over there you can't do that that that's fucking, like, beyond amateur. It just screams to everyone that you don't give a fuck.
2: Especially in the first 15 seconds of the video. Man, it's so sloppy. And and, and the truth is, is the filmmaker would be
0: devastated, too. Whoever put all their time and effort in to make that movie would be so bummed that that's up there like that. Hey, does it say who made it? Probably not. Could you scroll to the end and see who made it? I would be so fucking bummed. Uh, Sevi, when you were at the games, did you get dirty looks from the CF media team? No, not at all. I'm telling every, pretty much every, everybody was nice to me. There were only like, um, uh, T- Tia was awkward. I, I, even though I was standing like right next to her, we had zero interaction. I did say hi to Shane. It was a little awkward. Other than that, uh, I would say at least half one lady came up to me uh, and I kind of appreciated it. She came up to me. She's probably my age. She had a couple of cameras on and she's like, Hey man, I've, I've, I've really liked your work over the years, but the shit you're saying about CrossFit media is bullshit, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she fucking gave it to me. I was like, Hey, all right. I hear you. I feel you. Thank you. And it was cool. It was, it was a good interaction. Um, but I'd say half the, their media team came up to me and said, hi. And I said, hi. And I said hi to anyone that I, that I knew there from when I worked there. Um, it was good. It was, it was not awkward at all. Zero awkwardness. I mean, for me and there's new people there that there's a ton of new people that I don't even know. Right. So there's this guy there who's in charge of their PR named Chris Madigan. He was cool. Shit. I I was like, I don't normally like people like that, but uh, if, if you don't carry a camera, you're not like, I can't actively see what you're contributing, but he was cool. He kind of like facilitated, any questions we had there's a shitload of media there i got the hundred dudes i i know so the i did so what's funny is i was in a so it, it probably was weird between me and the lone ranger i was in the back of a golf cart and he was the lone ranger and adrian conway were walking and i was in a golf cart with dave and adrian and and, and, and the Lone Ranger were walking. And I was going to say hi to the Lone Ranger and shake his hand and be like, hey, what's up, dude? I mean, because I, I know the guy, you know? I mean, I used to work with him. It was And everything was cool. Um, I used to work in the same building with him. And uh, when we stopped the cart and Dave called Adrian Conway over to talk to him, uh, I, the Lone Ranger kind of like made sure he didn't come close. So I didn't get a chance. He's, he's, he's
3: not a... um. He doesn't want to be involved in the drama, probably at all. Probably.
0: Uh, when that bitch will ever come on the show or too close to the fire, I would not. I would not ever invite anyone onto the show.
3: At HQ, from HQ, who I didn't think, um, was bulletproof. I don't. I don't know if Matt's bulletproof. I
0: kind of, kind of like stay. I. I don't, cause I don't know how. I don't know how. Um. I don't know. Like Dave comes on here, and it's always edgy. I'm sure it's always edgy. There's always like probably like a handful of people are like, why does he go on there? You know what I mean? I mean they had to write a four page fucking letter to their staff telling them that I to explain why I'm coming to the games. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Bu- sorry. Bulletproof. Bullet. Bu- bulletproof. so yeah you you can't do that whoever that
3: that's just i mean just who—who whoever's responsible for that like bad. i'm going over here to my live call in notes see if there's anything that's pre- pressing we showed we showed the uh bird carrying the deer yesterday right yep we did
0: oh we did feelings um uh how about this one oh you don't do you do you have the notes from yesterday by any chance yep Do you see one on there it's called christians yes on the bottom well let's see what that is Oh, yeah, this one's great. What a great way to end the show. Okay, here we go. Here we go.
2: Babe, I got to tell you something. Just please don't be mad, okay? No, talk to me, Shorty. What's up? Talk to me. I used to be a Christian. A Christian? I thought you were going to say something yeah. serious. You're not
3: mad? No, nah, I'm not mad. Oh, okay, good, because honestly, I'm sure so much happier being a, a Christina.
2: World, <laughs> what, what, what? What'd you say? Babe, I
0: got to tell you something.
2: Just please don't be mad, okay? No, talk to me, shorty. What's up? Talk to me. I used to be a Christian. Christian?
3: (laughs) I thought you were going to say
2: something serious. You not mad? No, I'm not
3: mad. Okay, good. Because honestly, I'm so much happier being a a Christina. (laughs) (laughs) What? what, what? What? What'd you say?
0: Hey, uh, that's a black guy with the phone, right?
2: If you close your eyes, yes. Uh, on again, that caught
0: me off guard. Oh no! What is this? Uh, extra sloppy. Did you see the guy in the viral video at the border with Azerbaijan leader? Uh, you will soon, guy. Yep. Yeah. Let me oh see oh no! Am I not gonna like this? Those of you who don't know, I'm Armenian, and the country of Armenia and Azerbaijan are not in a good place. Sleaky, he sounds like me. If you close your eyes, I sound like a black guy. It's because I am a black guy. Your eyes are lying to you.
3: Here we go. Here
2: we go. go. Okay, here we go. This this tall guy is the one who's talking. Okay. If
1: you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very wow. easy.
3: Very easy. <laughs> the, the entitlement, the entitlement.
1: No, believe me, I'm much
3: better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. So race,
1: by the way, if you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am.
0: That's I don't the... get it. I don't get it. I don't. So I don't it's...
2: get it. I'm pretty sure this guy is imprisoned prison for uh, like arm smuggling and. um He's like a terror. He's like a known terrorist. Like a known I think that
0: that's like the. I think that's like the main um, uh, occupation for Azerbaijani men: arms dealing. Let's
2: see if I can find
0: the... I still haven't seen the new Dave Chappelle.
3: Have you seen it? Maybe no, I... I'll go upstairs and watch it right now.
0: Hey, is this really that bad when I do this? This isn't that bad. It's just speaking. Here's the thing. I could just keep it out here the whole time, but I sound so much more like a black guy when I talk like this. Oh, shit. My, I want my internet,
3: internet signal just plummeted.
2: Yeah, it just got really bad.
3: It did? You saw it get bad? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I'm not, uh, Cave. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's good. I'm
0: just saying it's not bad. You gotta chill. It's not bad.
2: Yeah, he's the head of the Islamic Party of Azerbaijan. Served twelve years in prison, and just tried to cross the border illegally. Into Armenia? No, into the United States. Oh sh! Oh shit! That's at the border. That's at the border of the United States and Mexico.
0: That's, like, where Jorge Ventura is?
2: Yeah.
0: Robbie Myers, when are you going to reach out to Dave Smith? Who the fuck is Dave Smith? I probably did. Dude, I reach out to so many people you don't even know. Listen, this is what happens. You guys are in my DMs. You're like, hey, why don't you get so-and-so on? So then I just DM the people right away. Like, I don't even care. I don't even, like, look who they are. I'm like, fuck it. I'll interview anyone. I want to talk to anyone. And then those people get my DM and they go to my account and they're like, why the fuck would I want to go on a podcast with a dude who has 2,500 views who fucking can't get enough of giving Donald Trump a standee?
3: And then, then they don't respond. That's it. I probably tried. I probably tried.
0: Hey, CrossFit, uh, CrossFit, uh, Instagram has this new thing. I mean,
3: I guess it's not that new, but they have this thing and it's called, um, requests. And, uh, and, and so you just landed someone's request box
0: and they never fucking see you. Like I got three people in my request box right now. Oh, here, Lauren Connor. What? what? Uh, yeah, I got a new account. Yep. Yes. See, that's a uh, Lauren Connor. And she's like, Hey, did you get a new account? She was in my, yeah, yeah. I lost another account. I think I had over 10,000 followers on my new account already. You know, what's crazy too, is when you get a new account,
3: like you have like real followers all of a sudden. Thank you, Forrest. I'm going through my request now.
0: Get Lewis on your podcast, such a cool kid. Lewis. Who's Lewis? Randolph wants me to get Lewis on. Who's Lewis?
3: Who is Lewis? Who is Lewis?
0: Dude, when I had the big account, I used to be able to, I got used to get responses from all sorts of fucking people. I remember I had Serena Williams tennis coach. I was fucking on the hook.
3: Now I'm stuck getting fucking affiliate owners on here.
0: <laughs> I had Sage Bergner on. Someone's like, "You need to get Sage Bergner on." I had her on. I had her on. I had her on. Now that maybe I should do a show that's just um,
3: answering uh, DMs. I can't even see my phone with my glasses on anymore. All right.
0: Uh what's Seth want? Uh oh, someone sent me the Carrie Lake thing. Holy shit. Seth sent me that. Thank you. Uh Ryan. Listen, guys, do me a huge favor. Huge favor. When you see something I post in my stories, don't 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 respond to it. Like unless you're gonna say something. Like if you respond to it with a heart or fire or something, then that means you pop up in my inbox and I have to it's just one like you just took two seconds of my life. I'm not looking for any validation like that. If you want to be like, hey, Sevon, you're dumb or you have a huge dong or my sister wants to blow you, all good. But just like a fire emoji or like a thumbs up, don't. Do not. I want none of that. I don't I'm, – I'm not – I'm not – and all I'm doing is reposting shit that the other people have sent me. I'm, I'm, I don't have time to like find my own shit. I'm stuck. You, you guys are my algorithm. You know that, right? No. Yes, you do for the algorithm. No, not, 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 not in my inbox. Like you can do it on the post, on the post, go crazy. Please comment on everything in the post. I love that shit. Like, and subscribe and blah, 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 blah. I'm just saying like, if you, if, 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 if you're going through my story
3: and you click something, yeah, party pooper, I guess.
0: I'm. I, Stefan. We need more parenting tips. I'm really thinking about writing a parenting book. I normally don't think of stuff. I just do stuff. But I, I, I've been.
3: I need to be able to sit down for two hours every day for thirty days. Okay. Uh, Shut up and scribbles on at 10:30 Here I'll give you a parenting tip, one I haven't talked about in a long time. Once and, and this one's not for everybody. this
0: one is definitely not for everybody. This is just for fucking super duper aware people like me. Once your child can hold on to your fingers, which happens pretty quick, I can't remember, let's say six months. I would never pick Avi up without first letting him hold on to my fingers. And I would stand him up. And then I would pick him up just a little bit and bring him close to my body. And then he would, and then he would sort of, I would transfer him to my body like that. I would never just pick him up. I would always make him earn that pickup with a grip. And so if I picked him up, fucking. Hundred times a day, he'd get a hundred of those a day. Now the reason why that's dangerous is if you're not fucking comfortable with your kid, what you're going the whole time you're gonna be like, What if his finger slip and he drops and falls? It's not for everyone, but it's how I always did it. And it forced me to slow down all you've already given this one. I know. I don't got any new ones.
3: I don't got any fine, fuck you, I ain't writing a book. I'm done. No parenting. Love you guys, bye bye.